Ezekiel chapter 19. Lament for the princes of Israel. And you sing a lament for the princes of Israel and say, What a lioness was your mother among the lions! She lay among young lions, she reared her cubs. She reared one of her cubs, he became a young lion. He learned to tear prey, he devoured people. The nations heard about him, he was trapped in their pit. They brought him with hooks to the land of Egypt. When she realised that she waited in vain, her hope was lost. She took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. He walked about among the lions, he became a young lion. He learned to turn prey, he devoured people. He broke down their strongholds and devastated their cities. The land and everything in it was frightened at the sound of his roaring. The nations, the surrounding regions, attacked him. They threw their net over him. He was caught in their pit. They put him in a collar with hooks. They brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him to prison, so that his voice would not be heard any longer on the mountains of Israel. Your mother was like a vine in your vineyard, planted by water. It was fruitful and full of branches, because it was well watered. Its boughs were strong, fit for rulers' scepters. It reached up into the clouds. It stood out because of its height and its many branches. But it was plucked up in anger. It was thrown down to the ground. The east wind dried up its fruits. Its strong branches broke off and withered. A fire consumed them. Now it is planted in the wilderness, in a dry and thirsty land. A fire has gone out from its branches. It has consumed its shoots and its fruit. No strong branch was left in it nor a sceptre to rule. This is a lament song, and has become a lament song. Ezekiel chapter 20, Israel's Rebellion. In the seventh year of the fifth month, on the tenth of the month, some of the elders of Israel came to seek the Lord, and they sat down in front of me. The Lord's message came to me, Son of man, speak to the elders of Israel and tell them. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Are you coming to seek me? As surely as I live, I will not allow you to seek me, declares the Sovereign Lord. Are you willing to pronounce judgment on them? Are you willing to pronounce judgment, son of man? Then confront them with the abominable practices of their fathers and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On the day I chose Israel, I swore to the descendants of the house of Jacob and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them, I am the Lord your God, on that day I swore to bring them out of the land of Egypt to a land that I had picked out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. I said to them, Each of you must get rid of the detestable idols you keep before me, and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and refused to listen to me. No one got rid of their detestable idols, nor did they abandon the idols of Egypt. Then I decided to pour out my rage on them and fully vent my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. I acted for the sake of my reputation, so that I would not be profaned before the nations among whom they lived, before whom I revealed myself by bringing them out of the land of Egypt." So I brought them out of the land of Egypt and led them to the wilderness. I gave them my statutes and revealed my regulations to them. The one who carries them out will live by them. 
I also gave them my Sabbaths as a reminder of our relationship, so that they would know that I, the Lord, sanctify them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not follow my statutes, and they rejected my regulations. The one who obeys them will live by them. And they utterly desecrated my Sabbaths. So I decided to pour out my rage on them in the wilderness and destroy them. I acted for the sake of my reputation, so that I would not be profaned before the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. I also swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them to the land I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. I did this because they rejected my regulations, did not follow my statutes, and desecrated my Sabbaths. For their hearts followed their idols. Yet I had pity on them and did not destroy them, so I did not make an end of them in the wilderness. But I said to their children in the wilderness, Do not follow the practices of your fathers, do not observe their regulations, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God, follow my statutes, observe my regulations, and carry them out. Treat my Sabbaths as holy, and they will be a reminder of our relationship, and then you will know that I am the Lord your God. But the children rebelled against me, did not follow my statutes, did not observe my regulations by carrying them out. The one who obeys them will live by them, and desecrated my Sabbaths. I decided to pour out my rage on them and fully vent my anger against them in the wilderness. But I refrained from doing so and acted instead for the sake of my reputation, so that I would not be profaned before the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. I also swore to them in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the nations and disperse them throughout the lands. I did this because they did not observe my regulations. They rejected my statutes. They desecrated my Sabbaths, and their eyes were fixed on their father's idols. I gave them decrees that were not good and regulations by which they could not live. I declared them to be defiled because of their sacrifices. They caused all their firstborn to pass through the fire, so that I might devastate them, so that they would know that I am the Lord. Therefore speak to the house of Israel, son of man, and tell them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. In this way you too, you fathers, blaspheme me when they were unfaithful to me. I brought them to the land that I swore to give them, but whenever they saw any high hill or leafy tree, they offered their sacrifices there and presented the offerings that provoked me to anger. They offered their soothing aroma there and poured out their drink offerings. So I said to them, What is this high place you go to? So it is called high place to this day. Therefore say to the house of Israel, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Will you defile yourselves like your fathers and engage in prostitution with detestable idols? When you present your sacrifices, when you make your sons pass through the fire, you defile yourselves with all your idols to this very day. Will I allow you to seek me, O house of Israel? As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I will not allow you to seek me. What you plan will never happen. You say, we will be like the nations, like the clans of the lands, who serve gods of wood and stone. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, with a powerful hand and an outstretched arm and with outpouring of rage, I will be king over you. I will bring you out from the nations and will gather you from the lands where you are scattered. 
With a powerful hand and an outstretched arm, and with an outpouring of rage, I will be king over you. I will bring you out from the nations, and will gather you from the lands where you are scattered. With a powerful hand and an outstretched arm, and with an outpouring of rage, I will bring you into the wilderness of the nations, and there I will enter into judgment with with you face to face. Just as I entered into judgment with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so I will enter into judgment with you, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will make you pass under the shepherd's staff, and I will bring you into the bond of covenant. I will eliminate from among you the rebels and those who revolt against me. I will bring them out from the land where they have been residing, but they will not come to the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord." As for you, O house of Israel, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Each of you go and serve your idols, if you will not listen to me. But my holy name will not be profaned again by your sacrifices and your idols. For there on my holy mountain, the high mountain of Israel, declares the Sovereign Lord, all the house of Israel will serve me, all of them in the land. I will accept them there, and there I will seek your contributions and your choice gifts with all your holy things. When I bring you out from the nations and gather you from the lands where you were scattered, I will accept you along with your soothing aroma. I will display my holiness among you in the sight of the nations. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I bring you to the land of Israel, to the land I swore to give your fathers. And there you will remember your conduct and all the deeds by which you defiled yourselves. You will despise yourselves because of all the evil deeds you have done. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I deal with you for the sake of my reputation and not according to your wicked conduct and corrupt deeds, O house of Israel, declares the Sovereign Lord. Prophecy against the South. The Lord's message came to me, Son of man, turn toward the South and speak out against the South. Prophesy against the scrubland of the Negev and say to the scrubland of the Negev, listen to the Lord's message. This is what the Sovereign Lord has said. Look here, I am about to start a fire in you and it will devour every green tree and every dry tree in you. The flaming fire will not be extinguished and the whole surface of the ground from the Negev to the north will be scorched by it. And everyone who I see that I, the Lord, have burned it, it will not be extinguished. Then I said, O Sovereign Lord, they are saying to me, does he not simply speak in eloquent figures of speech? Ezekiel chapter 21, the sword of judgment. The Lord's message came to me, Son of man, turn toward Jerusalem and speak out against the sanctuaries. Prophesy against the land of Israel and say to them, this is what the Lord says, Look, I am against you. I will draw my sword from its sheath and cut off from you both the righteous and the wicked. Because I will cut off from you both the righteous and the wicked, my sword will go out from its sheath against everyone from the south to the north. Then everyone will know that I am the Lord who drew my sword from its sheath. It will not be sheathed again. And you, son of man, groan with an aching heart and bitterness, groan before your eyes. When they ask you, why are you groaning? You will reply, because of the report that has come. Every heart will melt with fear and every hand will be limp. Everyone will faint and every knee will be wet with urine. Pay attention, it is coming and it will happen, declares the Sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me, Son of man, prophesy and say, this is what the Lord says. 
A sword, a sword is sharpened and also polished. It is sharpened for slaughter. It is polished to fashion like lightning. Should you rejoice in the scepter of my son? No, the sword despises every tree. He gave it to be polished, to be grasped in the hand. The sword is sharpened, it is polished, giving it into the hand of the executioner. Cry out and moan, son of man, for it is wielded against my people, against all the princes of Israel. They are delivered up to the sword along with my people. Therefore strike your thigh, for testing will come, and what will happen when the scepter, which the sword despises, is no more, declares the Sovereign Lord. And you, son of man, prophesy and clap your hands together. Let the sword strike twice, even three times. It is a sword for slaughter, a sword for the great slaughter surrounding them. So hearts melt with fear and many stumble. At all their gates I have stationed the sword for slaughter. Ah, it is made to flash, it is drawn for slaughter. Cut sharply on the right, swing to the left, wherever your edge is appointed to strike. I too will clap my hands together, I will exhaust my rage. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord's message came to me, you, son of man, mark out two routes for the king of Babylon's sword to take. Both of them will originate in a single land. Make a signpost and put it at the beginning of the road leading to the city. Mark out the routes for the sword to take, Rabah of the Ammonites and Judah with Jerusalem in it. For the king of Babylon stands at the fork in the road at the head of the two routes. He looks for omens, he shakes arrows, he consults idols, he examines animal livers. Into his right hand comes the portent for Jerusalem, to set up battering rams, to give the signal for slaughter, to shout out the battle cry, to set up battering rams against the gates, to erect a siege ramp, to build a siege wall. But those in Jerusalem will view it as a false omen. They have sworn solemn oaths, but the king of Babylon will accuse them of violations in order to seize them. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you have brought up your own guilt by uncovering your transgressions and revealing your sins through all your actions, for this reason you will be taken by force. As for you, profane and wicked prince of Israel, whose day has come, the time of final punishment, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Tear off the turban, take off the crown, things must change. Exalt the lowly, bring low the exalted, a total ruin I will make it. Indeed, this will not be until he comes to whom is the right, and I will give it to him. As for you, son of man, prophesy and say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says concerning the Ammonites and their coming humiliation. A sword, a sword drawn for slaughter, polished to consume, to flash like lightning, while seeing false visions about you and reading lying omens about you, to place you on the necks of the profane wicked, whose day has come, the time of final punishment. Return it to its sheath. In the place where you were created in your native land, I will judge you. I will pour out my anger on you, the fire of my fury I will blow on you. I will hand you over to brutal men who are skilled in destruction. You will become fuel for the fire. Your blood will stain the middle of the land and you will no longer be remembered. For I, the Lord, have spoken. Psalm 84 For the music director, according to the Gittith style, written by the Korathites, a psalm. How lovely is the place where you live, O Lord of heaven's armies! I desperately want to be in the courts of the Lord's temple. 
My heart and my entire being shout for joy to the living God. Even the birds find a home there, and the swallow builds its nest, where she can protect her young, near your altars, O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God. How blessed are those who live in your temple and praise you continually. How blessed are those who find their strength in you and long to travel the roads that lead to your temple. And they pass through the back of alley. He provides a spring for them. The rain even covers it with pools of water. They are sustained as they travel along. Each one appears before God in Zion. Our Lord God of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob, O God, take notice of our shield. Show concern for your chosen king. Certainly spending just one day in your temple courts is better than spending a thousand elsewhere. I would rather stand at the entrance to the temple of my God than live in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sovereign protector. The Lord bestows favour and honour. He withholds no good thing from those who have integrity. O Lord of heaven's armies, how blessed are those who trust in you. John chapter 7, the Feast of Shelters. After this, Jesus travelled throughout Galilee. He stayed out of Judea because the Jewish leaders wanted to kill him. Now the Jewish Feast of the Shelters was near, so Jesus' brothers advised him, Leave here and go to Judea so your disciples may see your miracles that you are performing. For no one who seeks to make a reputation for himself does anything in secret. If you are doing these things, show yourself to the world, for not even his own brothers believed in him. So Jesus replied, My time has not yet arrived, but you are ready at any opportunity. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I am testifying about it that its deeds are evil. You go up to the feast yourselves. I am not going up to this feast because my time has not yet fully arrived. When he said this, he remained in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then Jesus himself went up, not openly, but in secret. So the Jewish leaders were looking for him at the feast, asking, Where is he? There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds. Some were saying he is a good man, but others, he deceives the common people. However, no one spoke openly about him for fear of the Jewish leaders. Teaching in the Temple When the feast was half over, Jesus went up to the temple courts and began to teach. Then the Jewish leaders were astonished and said, How does this man know so much when he has never had formal instruction? So Jesus replied, My teaching is not from me, but from the one who sent me. If anyone wants to do God's will, he will know about my teaching, whether it is from God or whether I speak from my own authority. The person who speaks on his own authority desires to receive honour for himself. The one who desires the honour of the one who sent him is a man of integrity, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Hasn't Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why do you want to kill me? The crowd answered, You are possessed by a demon. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus replied, I perform one miracle and you were all amazed. However, because Moses gave you a practice of circumcision, not that it came from Moses but from the forefathers, you circumcise a male child on the Sabbath. 
But if a male child is circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses is not broken, why are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to the external appearance, but judge with proper judgment. Questions about Jesus' identity. Then some of the residents of Jerusalem began to say, Isn't this the man they were trying to kill? Yet here he is, speaking publicly, and they are saying nothing to him. Do the ruling authorities really know that this man is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from. Whenever the Christ comes, no one will know where he comes from. Then Jesus, while teaching in the temple courts, cried out, You both know me and know where I come from, and I have not come on my own initiative, but the one who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I have come from him and he sent me. So then they tried to seize Jesus, but no one laid a hand on him, because his time had not yet come. Yet many of the crowd believed in him and said, Whenever the Christ comes, he won't perform more miraculous signs than this man did, will he? The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things about Jesus. So the chief priests and the Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Then Jesus said, I will be with you for a little while longer, and then I am going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come. Then the Jewish leaders said to one another, Where is he going to that we can't find him? Is he not going to go to the Jewish people, dispersed among the Greeks, and teach the Greeks, is he? What did he mean by saying, You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come? Teaching about the Spirit. On the last day of the feast, the greatest day, Jesus stood up and shouted out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. Just as the scripture says, from within him will flow the rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were going to receive. For the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Differing opinions about Jesus. When they heard these words, some of the crowd began to say, This really is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But still others said, No, for the Christ doesn't come from Galilee, does he? Don't the scriptures say that the Christ is a descendant of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? So there was a division in the crowd because of Jesus. Some of them were wanting to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Lack of belief. Then the officers returned to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why didn't you bring him back with you? The officers replied, No one ever spoke like this man. Then the Pharisees answered, You haven't been deceived too, have you? None of the members of the ruling council or the Pharisees have believed in him, have they? But this rabble who do not know the law are accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus before and was one of the rulers, said, Our law doesn't condemn a man unless it first hears from him and learns what he is doing, does it? They replied, You aren't from Galilee too, are you? Investigate carefully and you will see that no prophet comes from Galilee.